everybody, it is Dimity here with uh, Coach Christy Scott with our Train Like a Mother Q&A webinar. Christy is the leader of our ultra programs, the 50K and 50 mile programs we have for um, all ranges of runners. Really excited to dive into this, Christy, because it's really the first time we've done this with you. Um, and uh, yeah. I feel like there's some really great questions. Um, but before we get to the athletes questions, I want to hear about you because I feel like I've seen that you're gearing up for something, right? Or did you just do a race? I know I saw some yeah. social media. No, I am. Um, yeah, I'm glad to be here too. I'm glad we're getting to do this. Um, I have my big race is um, a 24 hour race at the end of May. So Memorial weekend. So I have a 24 hour race this weekend. I have a 40 miler that's a, a prep, you know, prep race, uh -huh. like a practice. It's a race I do every year anyway, but it fit in really well with my training. So, so I do have a 40 miler, but it's just for, for <laughs> the training. It's a training race. <laughs> well, and, and the 24 miler again, or the 24 hour one at the end of May was postponed, if I'm remembering correctly, due to COVID, oh right? And well, it was uh, supposed to be a 48 hour. And then right. I, that one got, yeah, they ended oh. up making that race virtual. So I had to get out of that one and find another race. So, okay. Yeah. You're celebrating a birthday around it, right? I had one, no, I had one couple, a week or two ago. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, I thought it was like, was it, it was the, was it turning 50? That was your, now I know. no, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it was, so it was, um, I, now I know what you're talking about. So the original race was 48 hours. I turned 48 this year, oh. a, a week or two ago. So it was supposed to be 48 hours. And anyway, that got jacked up. So now it's only 24 only 24 hours, hours. And you're, <laughs> like you're really you're really far away from 50 so Christy I have to say I am about to be 49 in a couple days and um yeah we're, we we're, we're making 50 look good I'm just saying that's right Not there yet but you know we are definitely this whole community brings a different yes. feel to what 50 was and what it can be right? Yeah, um, it's absolutely not what it was when we were kids. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and it's so, not just because we're closer to it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, all right, well, so you have done some prep work. Um, I'm going to toss you these questions. We've got a nice crowd of people here, too. Some of you guys are the people that ask the questions. So if you want to join in and talk to Christy, unmute yourself, you are more than welcome to do that. We, we like uh, interacting in person, but also know that um, you guys might have toddlers or barking dogs or something else in the background. So, um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, we're going to start with two runners, two athletes who have, um, who have uh, races coming up or that, that, that uh, urgent training questions, I guess is the best way to say it. So Kathy is wondering about elevation okay. versus distance. She has a 22 miler on tap this weekend and she can choose trails that with insane elevation and that, that um, only allow her to go 15 miles, or she can do 22 miles on a trail that is gently rolling. And I happen to know that Catherine right. Colorado Springs, so gently rolling in Colorado <laughs> would be different than <laughs> in other parts of the world. But yeah, when you have to choose between elevation versus distance, what, what's the best uh, choice? So my first thing I would ask is, what is your race like? Is your race got crazy elevation or is your race got rolling hills? So I try to get everyone to do their long runs, especially on terrain that is very similar to what the race is going to be like, because that's what you're preparing for. So if she's running a race that has a lot of elevation, then obviously I think the, the training run with more elevation is going to be beneficial and then getting as many miles as she can. If her race is not, then I would go with whatever, you know, is going to match it better. I like to get 
the mileage if possible, because you're running a race that is mileage based, unless you're running a timed event, like I am, where it's about time on your feet. I really want you to get as many of those miles in as you can, because you're going to have to cover those miles on race day. It doesn't matter. So ideally I would say it needs to be whatever is most similar to what your race course is, is going to be like. Okay. I mean, seven miles is a lot, right? It's a, it's a pretty big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is, and I'm just brainstorming here. Could she, I mean, maybe she does the, if, if she has a race, I don't know which race she's doing. So when she's not here, so um, right. if she has a lot of elevation in this race, so that's probably the best choice. The other idea is just, you know, get to the bottom of the trail and she could, could she run seven miles on the roads or, or something like, Oh, that? absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. So if you, you do what you to, have to do, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy's probably like, no, thank you. I hate that. Those, those, those are the worst. Those like miles at the end of where you're like, oh, I did the really hard thing. And now I still have to run for another hour. Right. Or now I have to do that. Yeah. All right. right. Or you go by your car and like the car's right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, here's a question from Kellen. She says, piggybacking on the terrain question, what tricks do you have if the terrain you live close to is nowhere near as technical as that of your race? So her race has a lot of elevation, but her trails near her aren't very up or down or technical. So right. how is she best preparing? That's, that is hard. Um, I trained for Bryce Canyon, hundred miler living here in Alabama. Now where I live in Alabama, we have some good, we call them mountains. No one else would call them mountains, but we have some pretty good climbs and pretty technical trails, but I did a ton of hill work. So those hill repeats that we do are super beneficial to get you ready for elevation. You cannot, you can't really simulate elevation if you don't have elevation, but what you can do is be in the best shape you could possibly be in. So if your fitness level is high enough, you can make up for some of that, but there's no way to replicate the elevation. Um, but technicality wise and climbing wise, you know, getting in more hill repeats, you know, doing things where you're having to work on balance and, you know, just cause you've got to be able to shift your feet around a lot when you're on a technical trail. So doing things like with yoga, we do a lot of, you know, single leg stuff, balance stuff, that stuff is going to help. But I would say a lot of hill work just to make sure your legs are strong and your fitness level, you know, as high as you can get it to be prepared for that elevation. Kellen, remind us what race you're doing and where you live. Or if you want to unmute yourself, you can as well. Yeah, that'll be easier. Um, I <laughs> live in Michigan okay. um, in the lower peninsula, but our race is the Marquette Trail 50K up in um, Marquette. So um, yeah, I think there's like, and I have no idea if this is a lot of elevation or not a lot of elevation, but they say it's a, a pretty challenging course, but it's the 50 K has about 4,000 feet of elevation. That's a pretty good, yeah, that's a pretty good amount. I mean, it's not out, you know, ridiculous, but it's a pretty good amount. I, I said, if you can really hit those hills really well um, and make sure your long runs aren't flat. I mean, find yeah. some long runs that have some, you know, hopefully you have some opportunity to get yeah. some hills in. How? Yeah, the, there's, there's some up and down, but it's not for an extended period of time. You sure. Can, like <laughs> get through it in a couple minutes. Sure. <laughs> back and forth and back and forth. And back. You know, it, right. As much as you, most people don't love the treadmill, you could always do, you know, treadmill work on with an incline. Mm -hmm. I know it's not the best for most people. Some people love their treadmills, but 
And if I'm, you're typically running on a trail, you don't, you don't love the treadmill. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kellen, I'm curious, is, is that race? And I, I don't know my Midwest geography well enough to know, but I mean, how far away is it? Marquette? From me? Yeah. Um, it's about seven hours away. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah. I was <laughs> not, say, not a good I mean, weekend was, run. Yeah. I was going to say if it's an hour or two, or if there is a chance, I mean, you know, if you can kind of do a little recon and look around, you know, zoom out. Well, I, I used to live up there, so I'm okay. very familiar with the, the terrain and the yes. trails. Yes. Um, and actually the course, but I have never, I've just not run it. We usually sure. just hike well, it. Yeah. Do you have any other, um, but did you have the opportunity to get two trails that are a little bit more technical and or have more hills within a reasonable drive, like an hour That's or so, so do a long run I, one? I betcha. I need to do a little, uh, mm -hmm. a little research, but I, I betcha there's probably something a little bit more than what I have around here. I mean, we live right on um, the lake, Lake Michigan, so oh, it's wow. pretty, I mean, there's dunes, yeah. but hey, those work. <laughs> <laughs> uh priscilla oh. also has a good idea here she says where i live it's very flat and she has to run stairs to get strong oh, yes so. stairs are good um one of the i've told people this before but i every time i travel or go anywhere and it will actually use it around here too is i go online and i use that all trails app and oh. i will put in like within so many miles i'm looking for a trail that's like this i want this much elevation this much mileage and then it will show you trails that are within driving distance and it'll give you like reviews that people have put. I mean, it's, that would be helpful. I didn't know all trails could do all that. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it has a filter on there where you can put in everything, how much elevation you want, how technical you want it to be, all that stuff. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. All right, yeah. Helen, go find some hills, sister. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nicole is here as well. So Nicole, do you want to unmute yourself and talk? Sure. Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you well. So you are getting your second shot. Yay for that. So talk about your situation. Uh, so I jumped into the ultra plan a little bit late because I was training for Missoula Marathon, which was changed to virtual. So I didn't jump into this plan until I think it was week 10 of the 50 mile plan. Uh, I'm doing a ultra race on the last weekend in May, Memorial Day weekend on the Saturday. It's a 12 hour ultra. It is a very easy trail. It's in a park trail about a mile from my house and I've been training on it. I'm doing, you know, I'm sticking to the plan. I did, you know, 24, 25 miles uh, two weeks ago. I did, uh, I ended up only doing 12 last weekend because I was having problems with my foot, but it's all good now. Um, but this weekend I'm supposed to do the double run and, I normally would do it on Saturday, but because I'm getting my shot on Friday afternoon, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel. So I'm wondering, right. should I try to squeeze it in tomorrow and Friday, like maybe Thursday night, Friday morning, or just kind of play it by ear? Like, I don't know what to do. Right. I, I like that idea that you said. I, I mean, everyone's experience is so different. I mean, if you ask 50 people, you're going to get 50 different answers on how they felt. I ran long both times after both shots and was totally fine. Other people that I am friends with, no way they could run. So 
I liked right. your idea about doing it Thursday night and Friday morning. I would just try to make sure they're within about 12 hours of each other. So if you go out Thursday at 5 p.m., that means Friday morning at about 5 a.m., you need to be out there again to do that second run and you'll get the same benefit from that. Okay. And that also, the good thing about that too is, you know, if you can do that kind of run, you're gonna have to get up early, probably on a little, maybe less sleep. It's actually kind of good for your body to have to work like that when it's tired. And so that's, mm -hmm. that's a great, a great way to do it. I would do that Thursday, Friday, that way you're, you know, and you're not going to be worried about, am I going to be able to get that run in? And you may feel totally fine, but you may not. So. Yeah. I know when my husband got it, he was really ill the next day. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been so different. It's all over the board. So. Okay. I'll I think that's that. a good plan. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Nice. Well, and yeah. if, you, if you needed to, can you do Thursday, Friday, Nicole? Because you also asked about maybe moving it forward a couple of days. So say yeah. you're a little bit flattened this weekend, you don't get it done tomorrow. Like the hard part is it, the 12 hour thing is hard only because uh, I have to take my daughter to an appointment Thursday afternoon at four. So mm -hmm. I'm, I was hoping to do a little bit before four, like do it like yeah. noon and then the next morning. Yeah, I normally run around five or earlier anyway. Okay. So I mean, it'll be a few more than 12 hours, but it'll be close. I, I think that's okay. Okay. <laughs> There's no, you know, it's not gonna like mess up your entire plan. It's, I think okay. working around that's, that sounds good. Okay, awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, good, good. I like these. Priscilla, you are here. Do you wanna unmute or do you wanna, do you want me to ask your question? up to you. Oh, I can unmute. Okay, um, great. So uh, I had a question about um, starting the training plan. So I was thinking of starting the training plan a couple weeks early because I'm going to take a two-week vacation um, in the middle of the summer. And it's a very active vacation. We're going to be backpacking and um, hiking in the Rockies. And I, I don't live at elevation. So this will be a pretty challenging uh, vacation. So I, it's not like I'll lose fitness. So I was thinking of instead of um, trying to squeeze, I can't do the long runs during the vacation. But I was trying to think of like taking a pause in the training plan and then just starting back up after the vacation. Um, so starting the training plan two weeks earlier than I would have uh, normally started. I saw, what I wrote down is, and it's great because I have some experience with this too, because we do some backpacking. Um, I think what you said about starting two weeks early and then kind of having that holding pattern, pausing while you're on that trip is totally fine. And I, when I, last time we did a backpacking trip, I didn't run a step. We hiked, but you know, like you, we were hiking, backpacking every day. And honestly, when I came back from that, I had the best runs that I had had in forever because my body was, even though it was active, it was rested from running, but I was so active yeah. doing things that were challenging. I actually, I ran so much better when I got back. So I would say if you did want to start that two weeks early, kind of put it on a little pause while you're there, while you're still active. And then you should be able to get right back in when you get back. It shouldn't be a problem at all. That's so fun. Where, where are you going backpacking, Priscilla? We haven't totally decided. Probably um, <laughs> Southern Colorado or Northern New Mexico. Uh-huh. Cool, cool. And what's your 50-miler in October? Nice. What are you doing? Um, it is the Kansas Rails to Trails Extravaganza. All right. So it's, ah. it's not going to be very technical. It's not going to be an elevation. It's a rails to trails thing out and back. It's gravel. Uh, it should be, it should, yeah, it should be uh, a good first 50 miler. Sounds great. Sounds great. 
way to go. I'm excited for you. That's, that's, you've got, you've got some good things to look forward to. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. So Jory is another, I don't think Jory's here. And um, so she is also doing a 50 miler. Um, she's doing the JFK 50 in November. Mm -hmm. So since uh, her last 50, she did her last 50 in November, 2020, she's been taking hit classes twice a week, strength class on another day, maybe a spin and then a long run on the weekend. Before I begin training in June, which is when her training kicks off, should she rest almost like a taper a few weeks before the program begins? Or should I keep my same routine and then switch over to the training program as soon as day one begins? What do you think? Um, uh, first of all, JFK is an awesome race. And if anybody has that opportunity, you should take it because it's a historical race that not a lot of people get the opportunity to do. So it is, it's awesome. It has a great mix of, you've got steep climbs on the road when you start, then you go on to really technical trails that have a bunch of switchbacks and then you're on a path along the river and then you're back on the roads. So you get like this mix of everything. Um, I think with what she's doing, I feel like she's already got a really good base built. So I don't see any reason to taper off. I mean, I think she ought to be able to go right from what she's doing right into that program and be totally fine. So I don't, I don't think there's any need for a taper before you start. Okay, you heard it from the coach. That okay, that's the coach. That's Coach Christy. I personally would say give yourself a week to do whatever you want. One week before you start the training program, because it is very structured, and you know we'd like you to stay on it as much as possible. I mean, you sound Jory like you've got it dialed anyway. You've already done a fifty miler, but I'm just saying, if your self care or your you know inner voice says take three days off or a week off before you start, um, Coach Christy. Uh, might condone that. <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would go along with that. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. Um, Rihanna's here. Rihanna, I think you have a great question. Do you want to unmute yourself? Sure. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm just apologize in advance. When I start talking, our bird starts screaming. So, <laughs> um, so my question is just, um, now that things are opening up, I'm, I'm finding that I'm just really excited to get back out there and be with people, running with people, running in races. And how do you really rein it in um, to keep that kind of goal race in mind without overloading yourself on other things? Um, you know, they seem fun now, and but I don't want to injure myself either. Um, I did put specifically in there that I have the opportunity to do a local um, six hour race and it's just a three mile loop. And I, I know for myself, I wouldn't go crazy, but, um, you know, maybe I shouldn't do it. I don't know. <laughs> so, and, and, and to remind, or to, to just inform people, your race, is it a 50 K in September? Which one are you doing? Anna? Yeah, I'm doing a 50 K, um, here in Minnesota. It's called, um, the O'Brien trail races. And it's just one of our state parks that has a 10 mile loop. So it'll be three loops. And, um, the trail race or the six hour race is here too. It's not much elevation. Um, I mean, I think maybe we're looking at 2000 elevation change for the 50 K. Okay. Uh, maybe it's more, I don't know. I, okay. I, that's a really good question. And I, and I, and I love that that's the problem right now. Right. Like let's, mm -hmm. let's just like take a rewind a year and be like, okay, like if that's our biggest problem, which I know that it's not, I know we've got still a long way to go, but it's, it's, it's a nice question to have. So thank you for asking. What do you think yeah. coach? I will, um, I will I, not counteract you on this one. <laughs> Whatever you say, <laughs> I agree with. No, 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 no. I love, and like I just mentioned, when we started, I'm running 
a 40 miler this weekend and I race is, I guess it'll be four weeks out from there, <clears throat> but I kind of plan that like that. So I put my goal race on the calendar and then I look back and I look at where races might fit in. So if something doesn't make any sense, I'm not going to put it on my calendar because that goal race is my main goal. But if a race fits in really well with my training, then I'm probably going to do it. And I actually encourage most of my athletes to get out and race on a regular basis anyway, like once a month, maybe just so you can practice all those things, your fueling, your mental preparedness, just being on a race course and being with other people, I think is great to add to your training. As long as it's not something that just makes no sense at all. So like, if I have someone training for a road marathon, like, wow, there's this great 50 K trail race. It's super technical. I'm like, Hmm, probably shouldn't be doing that because what's your chance of injury and how long is it going to take you to recover from that afterwards? So if you're doing things that aren't going to inhibit, you know, your training that you can stay on track, I think doing that kind of stuff is, is really great for you. Not to mention, you don't want to feel like you're missing out on, on everything, Agreed. but yeah, just make sure you're not, you know, picking doing a race every other weekend. And if you do do more of them, make sure they fit in with your schedule and then you are, <clears throat> sorry, doing them for fun. Like you're not going out and putting a time pressure on yourself at every event that you go to. So like the six, I think the six hour would be fine. Cause you don't have to go the whole six hours. Right. I mean, you could just go out and, and however many miles you have that weekend, you could just run that many miles, I think. Right. <laughs> For that yeah, one. The, um, the, I think I want to go, I I'm fully trained. I, I do over, um, over race probably sometimes and this month just happened to be crazy because I did a, a 10 mile virtual, a 25 K and a, I did a half marathon this last weekend and I'm not usually <laughs> a three race weekend kind of gal. Um, but you know, I was at that weekend is supposed to be maybe 13 miles. And I was thinking I would try to do, you know, maybe up to 21, which would be seven loops. But if I didn't feel like it, I wouldn't keep going. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that I would go that far, <laughs> but I mean, I think, you know, push it. Like if you did six, that'd be 18. I mean, I think that would be, I don't, again, think about the recovery time afterwards. And so if it takes you a longer time to recover, then you're cutting into your training for your goal race. So if you think about it that way, maybe just try to pull back a little bit and you could, that doesn't mean you have to leave. Like that's one thing that's nice with timed events. People finish their running and then they hang out and that's part of the fun. So maybe you treat that as your like, Hey, back around people. And I'm going to get my max of 18 and then I'm going to hang out and help other runners and things like that. That way you're still there. You're still part of it. That sounds good. And then, yeah. And I heard racing once a month, just throwing that, just reiterating yeah. that for, for our chronic racers, are really excited people. And obviously you can ask, uh, coach Christie along the way, um, as you get closer to your race, because yeah. I definitely feel like there's some good trail races that'll kind of help you get lead up to that 50k For sure don't you think rihanna yeah 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 sorry my kids just got off the bus so oh no worries yep you're good you're good it was fun to hear your bird okay um then we've got two questions from Kellen about gear and fuel um but sarah's here as well i think yeah sarah so um before we get back into the gear and fuel i want you you also have a really good question about um what to do when your race is over. If you wanna, do you wanna unmute yourself? Are you available to do that? If not, I can definitely um, read the question. Can I do it? Okay. There you go, <laughs> yep, good job. I hear you. <laughs> okay, so I actually 
just had my race on uh, April 17th. And so I've been going a little crazy. I'm like, okay, hey, what do I do now? And <laughs> I did go for a few runs. I felt good. And then I felt like a little twinge behind my knee. I'm like, okay, maybe I should have just calmed down. <laughs> but I just, I felt so good during my race. Like the training was awesome. I was so, it was my very first 50K. So I was ecstatic. Like when I ran across the finish line, I yelled out to everybody that was there. This is my first one. <laughs> I, was just, I was so proud. I was so excited. Um, Congratulations. Now, That's awesome. Wait, like I, I've, been everybody, I've drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. I'm all <laughs> yes. Wait, and so, so before we, before you ask any, before you talk about what's next, so tell again, so which race did you do Sarah again? I know I saw it. I think I'm it was right. called Forest Ranch four yeah, up okay. in Forest Ranch, California. So California is mostly closed for racing, but we found this one. It was a few hours north of the, um, I'm in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. So we have to go north, but it was absolutely beautiful. It was outside of Chico and um, just nice. in the forest, beautiful, wide trails, lots of trees. That's it was great. lovely. And, it, and what, coming off of it, I mean, you're still smiling. It's awesome. I'm glad everything went so well. Is there anything that you would tell to um, people who are taking on their first ultra who are either here or will listen to this later, like their first 50K, is there anything that you learn that you're like, okay, when I do this again, because I've, because I've drank the Kool-Aid, I'm gonna remember to do X, Y, or Z. Um, okay, so big lesson that I learned is that I thought I had everything packed, checked, rechecked. I, I get there, I spent the night at my friend's cabin. And so that morning I get my pack out, I'm ready to fill up my bladder. I open it up. Where's the tube? I did not pack the tube. Oh no. I had cleaned it out and had it all separate to dry. And I thought I packed it. And so I had a little panic moment and I'm like, okay, I, I can't change the fact that I forgot it, but I can change my reaction and, and deal with it. And I just looked to myself. I'm like, well, I have my soft flask and there will be six aid stations. So you know what? It's no big deal. I will just run from aid station to aid station. It's going to be okay. And honestly, looking back, I'm like blessing in disguise because my back, my uh, pack was so much lighter because I tend to overfill my bladder and then I feel that weight. And so having less weight on me, it was awesome. <laughs> so I just ran from station to station and it was, like I said, blessing in disguise and just knowing that, okay, I can roll with the punches and it was okay. Nice. Nice. So. All right. So now you're feeling a little restless. You need to know what to do. And you have a friend trying to talk you into another 50 K. So let's, let's talk about, yeah, what you're thinking. Yeah. So is that crazy to, to look into doing another one? And if so, like, where do I jump back in the training? Do I start over again? Or do I, if I'm still maintaining like a longish run on the week weekends, where do I jump in, in the training? Also keeping in mind that I am scheduled for a full in December. So I looking at my training, I'm going to start that in August. So I don't want to take on too much. I don't want to get injured, but I'm just, I'm loving it so much that I feel like, well, is it doable? Is it crazy? Well, we're all kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're in this ultra group. Well, we're all a little crazy in our own special way. Um, when is the, the other 50 K? There are, there's multiple ones. I'm in this chat group and they keep signing up for stuff and I have to, I actually have to mute them. I love them, but I have to mute them because I'm like, oh my gosh, I start getting panicked. Like there's one in August, <laughs> one in September and um, there might even be one in July, but 
not ready for that. I, I should mention, I do okay. have a relay race in June, a relay race in July and one in August. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. There's my racing once a month. I can't there's, help myself. <laughs> there's your racing once a month. That's what I was going to say. I, I would say if you, I think it's great to do another one because you've already built the fitness for it. Um, what I would look at is, so when people first finish, I kind of wrote myself some notes on yours. Um, <clears throat> everybody's different. Some people after their first one, they don't want to run for like two weeks and that's fine. I just have them walk and like we walk every day and we get back to our strength work and our yoga and all that stuff. Other people they're down, you know, about two days and then they're like, okay, I, I need to go. I'm ready to go again. And so we do, you just have to be careful. And just like you said, you felt something. So you backed off your body will tell you <clears throat> if you're jumping in too soon. When you pick a date, if you're going to do another one, which I, like I said, I don't think is a problem at all. Make sure that it's not going to impede your marathon training. Cause like what I just said a little bit ago about if you're focusing on a marathon, you don't need to be going doing a 50 K trail race. So I would just make sure you have enough time to train properly for that 50 K and give yourself a little bit of recovery time before you start your marathon training. Um, I don't see any problem at all with doing another one. So just whatever date you pick. So like I threw out some generic dates since I didn't know. So if we picked that one on August 14th or uh, yeah, yeah. Then you're going to count back and see where you would be allowing yourself. I usually say about two weeks recovery or so before you kind of start training again for another one. So you've only had, you've had, you've had two weeks already, right? This Saturday. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would just look at dates, try to find something where you can work back and, and start. You could, you wouldn't even have to start all the way back at the beginning of the program. Cause you've obviously already built this fitness and you're still doing long runs and, but just make, look at that marathon, especially if it's a marathon that you're wanting to really like PR on, or, you know, really race, make sure that 50 K is not going to impede your marathon training. Okay. But I don't think it's crazy to do another one at all, but that's just me. But. <laughs> Never thought I'd say this. Never thought I would. <laughs> you know what? Yay for that. Yay for new chapters. And yeah, I mean, that's very cool, Sarah. I'm, I, I, and everyone, you know, that is doing it for the first time. I love, I love it. I love that you're, love that you tried it. Me too. It. You know, that's even better. Um, okay. So Kellen, if you are still here, if you want to unmute yourself, if you have other questions, but um, Kellen has, um, she's a newbie to trail running. She wants you to talk about trekking poles. Christy, when do you use them? Do you really need them? Yes. Personal preference or are there times we should have them regardless? And remember, and just to remind you, Kellen's the one that's going to that technical hilly 4,000 right. ultra in Wisconsin. Yes. Michigan. Michigan, right? Yeah. She lives in Michigan, yeah. but is it, is, it a Marquette, is it a Marquette in Wisconsin? Nope. It's in the upper peninsula of Michigan. Oh. Oh, I'm really embarrassed if I Midwest for uh, geography. Sorry. Okay. It's in the UP. It's in the UP. It, yeah. <laughs> um, so trekking poles are, I've never used them personally in a race. We use them hiking and backpacking all the time mm-hmm. and they are lifesavers. So if your race, the first thing you need to find out is if your race allows them, do you know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I would, okay. I would be surprised if they prevented people from having them, but I, can mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Sometimes if you've got like a lot of single track trail, they don't allow you to have them because it gets in the way of people trying to pass you and things like that. So number yeah. one would be look at the race rules, see if they allow it. If they do, and you want to use them, they are 
wonderful tools, especially, you know, they're collapsible. You can stick them in your pack, pull them mm -hmm. out when you need them. They'll save your legs on big climbs because you can use your arms. If you're going to use them in the race, I would absolutely practice with them on your long runs because you do not want to pull them out, obviously, on race day. Like, oh, okay, well, I got to figure out how to use these. <laughs> so even if you just go out hiking to practice using them. So you want to be pretty proficient with them because it does take, it takes some getting used to because at first if they're a little cumbersome and you're like, you just got to figure out, <clears throat> figure out things. So find out if they allow them, practice with them. Cool. They're really good for big climbs. When you, when you are out at ultras, I mean, is there an, and, and a race does allow poles, like, is it a 50, 50 split? Like, how do you see, like, is it, is it uncommon to have poles? Is it pretty common? <clears throat> What's your experience? The races I have done, it's not been very common. Okay. Okay. It's probably, I mean, if they allow them, it's probably 20%. I mean, but again, <clears throat> sorry, they are super helpful if you're having to do a lot of climbing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't see a lot of people using them. I don't know, if, you know what the reason is. Like I said, I don't, I've never used them at a race. I, I think back to some of my really hilly, hilly, what big client Bryce Canyon, that one always comes up. I kind of wish I would have had them because there were times where I was, you know, bent over with my hands on my legs and those poles would have been really nice because I wasn't moving fast enough anyway for them to slow me down. Like I was already moving slow. So it, I think they would come in handy and you're better to have something and not need it than wish you had them. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. I would find those things out first. Cool. And I, I mean, I've and, never done an ultra and I will never do an ultra, but um, <laughs> using my experience in the rim to rim in the grand Canyon, I was very anti-pole when I first started. Um, and then, uh, and then doing all my practice hikes, I used them. And I, I mean, especially, I mean, going up, it helps, but for me, and you're probably going to be running down the hills because it's an ultra, mm -hmm. but coming down on my knees, it helped a lot too. So if that's, yeah. you know. they're really great. Yeah. yeah. I would say look for some really, and be good if you can go to a store like an REI or something where they've got them, where you can play with them a little bit yeah. because now they make them where they're so lightweight. You want something lightweight and collapsible. So you can just stick okay. them in your pack and go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Totally. That's a good question. And then, um, and then Kellen's last question is on fueling. Um, she said, at what point mileage and time on the trail, should I switch from eating goo and or noon to having like real food? Um, and what real food options are good ones to shoot for? So Christy, why don't you just talk a little bit about fueling in general and, and how to, I mean, you can answer Alan's question as well, but, um, yeah, just talk about your take on fueling. Okay. Um, so typically if I'm, this would count for a long run or a race. I would, I usually try to eat an hour to an hour and a half before some kind of complete, I, I have, I am very set. Like you probably have found something that works for you. you obviously try to stay away from high fiber stuff for obvious reasons. <laughs> so something that's fairly easily digestible, but that also is going to give you your carbs, fat and protein. You want all of that. So hour to an hour and a half before. So then about an hour to an hour and a half into your run is when you may want to transition to something a little more solid. Some people will run an entire ultra only using goos and things like that or liquid calories. And that's totally fine. Um, so, I mean, if it works for you, great. As long as it's giving you carbs in there too. So obviously not just water, you need something that's got a little bit of carbs in it. Um, Again, staying away from high fiber stuff. I like really simple, simple things. So we do, I'm a big proponent of like tortillas with either turkey or cheese or something wrapped up 
roll it, I can grab it and I can take it with me while I'm on the trail. So I do those a lot. Um, peanut butter and jelly is always a big favorite of people. You cut it into squares, granola bars, again, not super high fiber ones. I love Pringles chips because <laughs> they're really thin, but they've got that, you know, a salt, salt that helps you as far as if you sweat a lot and if you're in a hot, um, hot weather. Boiled potatoes, we also use that for too. So we buy like the little tiny potatoes and boil And then you can put them in like a little zip that's full of salt. So then you're getting some carbs and stuff and some salt with it. So you want something that's very easily digestible that's not going to require a whole lot of effort on your stomach because your effort's going to need to go to your legs. So I say stay simple, but you may, you may find, you know, that some people do goose and things like that just for the entire race. I don't personally, but that, that real food for me is good. But those things that are very kind of bland tasting. Is that helpful? Is that helpful? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I have to say I that that say question that that was actually my husband's. Oh, <laughs> was actually my husband's. Oh. I'm getting a weird echo. Are you guys getting a weird? I'm getting a weird echo. Are you guys getting a weird echo? I want. I want ah, that's. Ah, that's. Ah. Christy, maybe is it Christy? Maybe is it earbuds or not? I don't know. I can take them out. Let's see. Let's see. Let me do that and see. Let's see if that makes a difference. I'll just be on here. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. I think, I think something just happened with that one with that one response. But I think, do you hear all of that, um, Kellen? You know, like the boiled potatoes and all that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, is your husband running the ultra as well? Yeah, we're uh, the plan is for us to do it together. But ah. um, I know. It's, I, I roped him into it, but his training is going much better than mine. I'm actually unable to run currently. So hopefully that'll get fixed. Okay. Do you have any okay. questions about that or are you, are you on a good path to healing? We're on a very slow, but steady path to healing. And I've been transferring or trans translating. There we go. All of my runs to the bike. The bike. Yeah. I so, remember that. Mm -hmm. It's annoying but i'm not losing fitness so i'm hoping that i won't die you won't die. you won't die we won't let that happen. <laughs> awesome awesome all right you guys well this has been really fun thank you coach christy thank you for all your expert advice really helpful really um fun to live vicariously to you guys and get the answers that are going to keep you moving forward so um so good luck Everybody with your training, we'll do this again in about another couple months. But as but, but prior to that, you know, you have the Ask the Coach every week on Facebook. Um, and if you're not a Facebooker, you can always email us at clamclub at anothermotherrunner.com. And we're happy to um, connect you with Coach Christy and, uh, and get your questions answered. So keep running strong, keep running far and, um, and enjoy the weekend. Yes. Good to see all y'all. Take care, you guys. Bye.